Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right. Today, we're talking about ghosting and where did you go? You know, a lot of people experience this, but they really didn't know what the lingo is. And it's important to understand that, you know, ghosting is pretty common, uh, but it's been in our language only for the past five or six years. And it's it's kind of, uh, it was used to be known as like a slow fade. But now that we're into the modern technology, um, people tend to be less courteous because we're in a world where you can just disappear. And so, you know, this thing, this ghosting term, it, it blew up in the popular press, I think around uh, 2015 with the New York Times. And, uh, you know, for those who've never heard of it before, I can imagine there's uh, many who haven't. It means suddenly discontinuing all contact with another person to end a relationship. And, and ghosting can be failing to respond to a text exchange with someone you've never met, uh, cutting off contact with someone you've dated a few times, or even refusing to return someone's calls after a sexual involvement. And if you're dating, it can happen to you at any time, no matter how much investment you place in a potential partner. So, you know, uh, uh, some people make ghosting a regular practice. You know, they're, they're not interested in the people that they date, so they just disappear. And, um, you know, with all these dating apps, it's not surprising that people do that. And they, they quickly start ignoring somebody that may have formed some form of feelings for you. And, uh, you know, online dating is very fast-paced. And most people misrepresent themselves, put old pictures in that make them look better, um, talk about themselves dishonestly, just framing themselves up for the kind of people that they're attracted to. But, uh, you know, if you, it, it takes courage to admit when you're wrong and when we've knowingly hurt someone. So ghosting is sometimes referred to as a form of cowardice and the refusal of acknowledgement of each your own misconduct and cognitive dissonance may play a role as well. So our brains naturally focus on information that confirms a pre-existing belief about someone, even when there's evidence that might be wrong. And so ghosters um, often go through elaborate cognitive gymnastics to convince themselves, of all people, that they do what they do is totally fine. And in addition, ghosting can be the result of a particular set of beliefs about dating. So some people think of it as a way of finding the person they're destined to spend their lives with and see their dating life as a targeted search for the ideal partner. And so they just flip through all kinds of people that are kind of in the ballpark, but not quite. And so these people don't believe it's possible for relationships to grow and change and, you know, for attraction to deepen as time goes by. They don't they don't have the, the growth mindset about romance. But people who see dating this way, those folks are more likely to ghost when they decide that the person they're dating is not 100 percent right for them. And, and the sad news is nobody's going to be 100 percent right for you. And it's, it's sad. But, you know relationships are should be based on friendship 
and they should build off of a friendship into an attraction and then build from that into whatever, a commitment to be together. And that's called growing together. And that's how people really know who they are. Because on a first date, you're more likely to get a presentation than you are the person. And so you have to kind of look through all that because people have major trust issues in this life and they're very delicate about not wanting to be hurt. But quite frankly, all relationships are a leap of faith. And so if you're going to decide to be with somebody, take the time to get to know them, take the time to really understand them. Now, there's obviously a lot of people that you don't need to do that with. Like you go on a first date and you find out they're like, 60 pounds heavier than what they represent themselves to be, or they have bad breath, or they're, uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, don't dress appropriately for you, or maybe they got a thousand tattoos and that's not your thing, or maybe they're a heavy drinker and you find that out on the first day. So, you know, things like that, that could be something that that is a real turnoff. But when the person you like stops returning your text, the emotional consequence, and I'm talking about somebody you may know for some time, that those emotional consequences can run from unpleasant to severe. And, and there's a profound lack of closure. And so people hate that. They just hate it. And that, that ambiguity that makes it impossible to interpret what went wrong drives people crazy because they're like, what did I do? What did I do? And so the social cues present a traditional breakup and then they have to go explain it to somebody who may be familiar with the relationship. And the, and that makes the person that's ghosted even look worse. So, you know, reduction of time spent together, lack of eye contact, a change in the tone of inter- interaction, they are disoriented or, or absent. And, and you these are uh, signs that, you know, something's going on. So you may think your partner's begun dating someone else or worse, that they finally recognize the things you hate about yourself. So ghosting causes you to question yourself, and this can be devastating to your self-regard, and it deprives you of any chance to work through what went wrong in the relationship. So in other words, it's altogether too easy to draw troubling conclusions when you've been ghosted. Some even see it as as a similar to a silent treatment, which has been described as a, a form of emotional cruelty, and that silent treatment is is awful to have to go through creates enormous amount of stress. But after ghosting, you're sitting there staring at yourself because you have no other place to go but to speculate. But you know yourself. And so you start paddling it on yourself. And that makes your self-esteem go down, down, down. You know, ghosting is even more hurtful to people who have low self-esteem in the first place. And if, if what a person believed was substantial relationship suddenly ends without even the effort it would take to have a traditional breakup, the results can even produce a traumatic reaction. And, and there's a lot of psychological studies that social rejection has even been found to activate the same neurological pathways as physical pain. So people with low self-esteem tend to release less internally generated opioids in the brain after rejection as compared to people with a higher self-esteem. So in other words, low self-esteem means less ability to tolerate pain of being forsaken or abandoned. So ghosting is by large not a great way to treat people you respect. And it's passive aggressive. It's it's self-protective at the expense of other people's feelings. And it's hard to stop. People who are ghosted become more likely to do the same to someone else. 
Uh, and if you don't like the experience, perhaps you should try to counter this trend and work against a disposable, low-investment dating culture. There's nothing easy about explaining someone why you aren't interested in them romantically. But even a brief explanation is much, much better than none at all. And and so closing a relationship openly is good for you too. Disclosing your feelings can lower your blood pressure, reduce your subjective experience of stress. You know, um, you might say, you know, I had fun, but but I don't think it's going to go romantic direction for me, or I don't think we're really right for each other. Although it's been good to get to know you this you know this moment, even that much can help the other person close your chapter, move on. You know, but, uh, you know, be careful about saying you're sorry unless you believe you've done something wrong. Otherwise, sorry strikes a false note and may even prolong someone's emotional connection. So that's a side note. and That's a very important. And if, if you're hurting from having been ghosted, remember that the message you've received is more about the other person than it is about you. And so someone who ghosts you is declaring that they aren't ready to treat you like an adult or be honest about their feelings in any uh, in anything, especially approaching a delicate situation. So it's a clear sign that these are fight or flight people and that they're relying on their primitive coping mechanisms like avoidance and denial. And, and they're just not able to have a mature relationship with you. And so, don't, you know, don't bother reaching out to them once again if you've gotten this message. Either you, if you believe uh, in, in the evidence, asking people why they ghosted you may even cause them to ghost you again. So, you know, if, if someone who cannot do so in a mature way, you're better off to spend your time with nice people hopefully Christians or people that are of other faiths, and the ghoster has just identified themselves as someone who is neither. You know, statistically, there was a uh, Plenty of Fish released a, uh, a survey a few years back that 78% of single millennials or people of the site between 18 to 33 have been ghosted at least once. You know, according to a poll in the Huffington Post, this is back in 2014, only 18% of millennials had been ghosted by a person they were dating, and 16% admit to have done the ghosting. So with the popularity of this, it means breaking up with someone, uh, you'd think millennials were trying to avoid settling down, but on the contrary, that that study from Plenty of Fish found that almost 75% of millennials use dating apps because they're looking for a serious relationship, while 50% identify they're just looking to hook up. But, you know, singles under 30, that's primarily who answered the survey. And so sadly, when someone is ghosting another, they use plenty of excuses at all at the cost to leave the person behind in the dust. So, you know, a uh, popular dating site, that Plenty of Fish site, and I'm not recommending Plenty of Fish because I, I think it's a hookup site these days. But, you know, I, I lean more on the, the ones that do testing and to see what you're like, what kind of person you are. And they try to match you up with someone else of similar nature or so similar interests. Um, they also uh, uh, conducted a, a survey on dating habits when someone goes on vacation. Uh, 70% of singles, both men and women, are more open to meeting people while traveling. And 22% have also fallen in love while they're on a trip. But but shockingly, they, they found that 23% of men and 16% of women have used a planned vacation to ghost someone that they've been seeing at home. 
<laughs> so I think we even saw that on The Bachelorette one time. It was probably more than once. <laughs> Um, you know, there's definitely no closure on uh, the poor person stuck at home missing the other. And, and, you know, they realized that they just didn't care about them, think about them once they were away. And so that lack of closure, communication brings about a lot of abandonment feelings, especially maybe from childhood, maybe from earlier relationships. It just opens that wound that you are not compatible with anyone and there is no hope. And it, it also can drive depression and major anxiety issues. And that's never a good thing. It's just not a healthy habit for someone to have. They do enormous uh, damage to the human race by doing this. And, you know, it's an evolution of the silent treatment. And it's it's basically, just to redefine it, uh, I think this was a, the Urban Dictionary. It's the act of suddenly ceasing all communications with someone while you're dating, but no longer wish to date. And And I think it's, it's like an emergency exit button on relationships, and they're just not meant to be used. And while speaking of, of uh, you know, people that have been divorced, uh, people often confess to ghosting someone or someone being ghosted. With so much technology nowadays, the impact of ghosting has been heightened as we go from communicating on calls, emails, texts, social media to nothing. You know, let's look at the possible reasons why people would ghost someone. Well, number one, they fear confrontation. They're lacking communication skills to, to do something like a, a conflict for an exit uh, or a breakup from a relationship maturely. Um, they're often uh, uh, juggling so many people through dating and social media that you, you fall through the cracks. And they also fear that someone is dangerous or would act dangerously towards them on a breakup. Um, some are incredibly self-centered and only see life from their point of view. Some are depressed or suffering from emotional trauma, which stops them from wanting to get close to someone else. Or have mental health issues, such as being narcissistic, sociopathic, psychopathic, alcoholic, uh, with addictions like, like drugs. They don't want you to find out that how what their addictions are. And also, you know... They they may be, feel uh, disrespected, disregarded, but, you know, as far as uh, they're concerned, they've been ghosted and so they want to make somebody else hurt. And so oftentimes that's another reason why they go that way, you know, but you have to look at, at, at the other side of it. And, and these these uh, you have a heavy heart when you receive being ghosted. They're, they're, your self-esteem is takes a beating. You wonder why they've done this and you don't deserve this. Um, you feel anxiety, especially givers, people that are givers, you know, it's pretty amazing. And, and sadly, givers have terrible boundaries and they will hop into a relationship very quickly, give a lot of information and don't understand that they're probably sending a signal of some kind or giving too much information. And the person receiving that may decide to ghost just because they don't think they can trust you because you self-reveal so quickly to someone. And they're probably afraid that their information will be treated the same way as you treat your own information. And so, you know, there's things to do in uh, in your dating patterns that you can help yourself to understand that you don't just dump all your 
closet on somebody, especially it's 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 like people in the honeymoon phase, they often feel so hopeful that the relationship's going to go forward and they don't want to have any surprises because they want things to go well. So during the honeymoon phase, they unload their closet, reveal all their things, their their pornography, their alcoholism, their whatever, their family. They start opening up all these problems, their mental illnesses, and the other person may not feel the same in that honeymoon phase and they may end up turning around and ghosting. I'm not justifying it, but that tells you that that person is not ready for that kind of information. And and you need to be real careful how you navigate that. But you know, there's an anxiety that a person receives once once they have no closure and they have no no questions answered. So they start to doubt their judgment. They fear abandonment, and abandonment is horrible because that means you're left on your own, and that means there's no real way for you to, uh, um, you know, anchor yourself on yourself because you're afraid. You're afraid to anchor on yourself. You may not even know who you are, and so um, they also have ongoing trust issues uh, from being ghosted. And if you think about trust, you know that's a horrible thing because trust. You know, it's deeper than love and and all relationships are built on trust and that's the binder and all your conflicts are trust issues. And when people have had major trust issues in their life, being ghosted opens that scar up. And it may not even be that you were that connected to the person that ghosts you. But the problem is, is that it just reminds you of the trauma that you've had in the past. Okay, now uh, ghosting is is is. Really well documented in the uh, in our in our world, uh, especially in mental health, and so often emotional abusers uh, use it to try to control and damage the self esteem of someone, uh, especially if they're in a relationship. So you may ghost your partner for for a day, uh, you may ghost them uh, for a year, uh, whatever it is. But the problem is is that you uh, have a tough time uh, looking at confrontation and you feel like your relationship is not growing. And so they they have to go on, have ongoing trust issues from being ghosted and that other person, know, knowing that it's going to be a trust issue, will either try to push the other person away by creating a trust issue and seeing how well the person tolerates it, and especially narcissists. They love to do this. They'll test people. They'll do a push away and just see how the other one reacts, knowing that they're being tortured. And they may do the silent treatment for a day, two days, three days, four days. But that you got to understand that's abuse. It's just abuse. It's emotional abuse. You know, not everyone likes confrontation. Most people don't. You know, no one likes streams of uh, hurt breakup texts or crying or fighting. You know, it's not something anyone would seek out. But if you approach a breakup and and uh, uh, ghost someone, um, it doesn't mean you're necessarily a bad person, but you you know you're hurting someone. So I don't know. You know when you think about it, I don't know if if you realize if you're a ghoster what you're doing to someone, especially if you don't know them and you detect that they have a low self-esteem. So, uh, but you know most people don't want to do confrontation, so they'll resort to a childlike behavior of doing this. And so it's, you know, I probably you're full aware of your damage that you're going to do to somebody, but, and, and you know, you feel bad about it, but you know, you need to really think, how can I confront this person honestly and just be fair, be nice. And so, you know, if you're the one that has been ghosted, the best thing to remember 
at the very least, is the person ghosting you showed you they're not a good communicator or they're capable of having a healthy relationship with you. So them leaving in any manner that they did is actually a blessing. Being ghosted is not your fault, always says far more about the other person than it ever will about you. And if you believe the person you ghosted may actually be a narcissist, a sociopath, a psychopath, they're the most likely to reappear months or years later. And they are strictly checking in to see if they still have the power over you or your emotions. But at this point, they've shown their true colors and should not be given another chance to do this. That means they're emotionally immature. They they don't understand what they do. They don't understand the hurt. And, you know, they have this, they've done this before, and now they feel comfortable doing this because it's a habit. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk more about why the psychology of a ghoster. And we're going to also go into understanding how to heal from the ghoster and what it says. Come back. Tune in to The James Dentley Show and learn strategies for success in business and in life. Dr. James Dentley is a proven success coach who knows how to convert good into great. You'll find out from the achievers and leaders how they got to be the success stories that they are. And Dr. Dentley and his guests will give you the tools you need to follow in their footsteps. It's time to become the best version of you. Listen to The James Dentley Show. Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about ghosting. Where did you go? And, you know, that's it's just pretty amazing how prevalent ghosting is in our society. And, uh, you know, I've been harping on it, saying bad ghosters, you know, don't do that to people. But, you know, some re- some reasons uh, that people do it, they just don't have the maturity level to be able to understand the impact this has on people, even people with great self-esteem. It hurts. It just hurts when pe- people don't get closure, when people don't, you know, do a final conflict to answer, answer a few questions honestly, you know. 
it's always good to live in the truth. And it's always and and people that are ghosters are often delusional. Um, they they excuse their behavior um, by distancing themselves from the problem. And you know, the, emotionally, their maturity is that of a child because they basically understand fight or flight. Um, they maybe grew up in a high conflict home or whatever, but you know th- that doesn't mean that that flying from somebody you're trying to form a relationship is a good thing, even if it's just a date. It's it's always good just to be honest, and it doesn't mean it has to be evil or mean or difficult. You know, adult conflict is so simple. Keep it flat and straight, flat and straight. You know, I know. I I don't think I have the feelings for you that I need to have. I and and I just want you to be able to move on and I I have a complicated life and you know put it all on yourself and, and I'm just not as romantically attracted as as I'd want to be in this relationship. And so, you know, just go from there. Go from there. You know, I'm looking for something different in a partner. I'm looking for somebody that's more talkative, somebody I can make a better friendship. It looks like you're kind of shy and have trust issues or maybe whatever, but I wouldn't throw that on them. But I'm just, you know, improving here. But I'm trying to give you the idea that bring it back on yourself, that it's not them. It's not it's just not what you want. And so, you know, let's look at something that the opposite of love isn't hate. It's apathy. And so ghosting, for those of you who haven't yet experienced it, is having someone that you believe cares about you, whether it be a friend or someone you're dating, disappear from contact without any explanation at all. No phone call, email, not even a text. And and people who ghost are primarily focused on avoiding their own emotional discomfort. They aren't thinking about how, how much how it makes the other person feel. The lack of mutual social connections for, for people who met online also means there are fewer social consequences of dropping out of another person's life. So, so the more it happens, either to themselves or to their friends, to the more people they become desensitized to it and the more likely they are to do it to someone else. You know, you might say that some of the things they'd say is I didn't understand exactly how I actually felt at the time. So instead of trying to talk it out, I, I dropped out of the picture. I ghosted them. Or maybe I used to disappear when it was all uh, all I thought of was it was a fling or I got scared of finding out of finding what I wanted or some kind of fear factor from a past relationship kicks in. You know, people do have trauma and in their lives. And if something hits on that, oftentimes they'll react from the trauma rather than the situation. So they read it through the trauma, you know, um, looking through the lens of a coward, uh, passive withdrawal from dating may seem like the easiest and the nicest route until it's done to you. And, And so, you know, you might think. That it's part of what makes the online dating scene so appealing since you don't have friends in common or weren't introduced through some other channel. It's not the end of the world if you just drop off the face of the earth. You know, some people may consider themselves to be an honest, straightforward person, and yet they ghost. And maybe they told themselves time and time again, that's all, all the fault of toxic dating culture. It's not my fault. And at the end of the day, I think that's what, you know, what we're all telling ourselves. So, how does it feel to be ghosted? You know, the ghosted people uh, can result in feelings of being disrespected, which is 70% of why people go to rage is disrespect. Dis- disrespect means you've not been heard. 
And, and if you've not been heard, if you don't have a voice, then you go to rage. A lot of people do. They, they can't take that. And, and so it's very important to understand that ghosting is correlated with disrespect, which is also correlated to rage. And there's potential, especially if you ghost a narcissist or a psychopath or a sociopath, there's a good chance they'll come back on you and, and, for, and form vengeance in any way that they can hurt you. You know, if you've known a person more than a, a few dates, then it can be even more traumatic. So when someone we love or trust disengages from us, it feels like a deep betrayal. You know, you may the person getting ghosted may feel like they're an idiot, like like they've been played for a fool and more so disrespected. You know, take the romantic away to have a great connection with a friend or then all of a sudden never hear from them again. That's painful and really disappointing and no one deserves to be blown off. But it happens. And by the way, this happens to best friends. This happens to all kinds of friends throughout your life that you grow apart and all of a sudden there's nothing, no contact, no anything. And all of a sudden you have to sort your deck of who's my friends and who's not, who can I trust, who I can't. And uh, that's hard. There's some people, you know, that they've been ghosted, they feel a bit like someone that had been punched in the gut when it happened. And the, the, the disregard is insulting and the lack of closure drives them nuts. And so, you know, they move on, but their self-image has already taken a hit, their self-esteem. And so the only thing worse than being broken up is realizing that someone didn't even consider you worth breaking up with. So going from texting every day and seeing each other a couple times a week to nothing without the slightest hint of why you were kicked in the gut. And so ghosting is one of the cruelest forms of torture that dating that we serve up, especially in the dating environment and culture that we have today. So, you know, why does it feel so bad? Well, think about it. Social rejection activates the same pain pathways in the brain as physical pain. And we talked about that earlier. In fact, you can reduce the emotional pain of rejection with a pain medication like Tylenol. But in addition to this, there's a biological link between rejection and pain, as we spoke before. And there's some specific factors about ghosting that can contribute to psychological distress, like depression, anxiety, going back to your habits like alcoholism, drugs, pornography, whatever it may be. And, and also ghosting gives you no clue how to react. It creates an ultimate scenario of ambiguity, which drives people crazy. You know, should I be worried? What, what, what if they're hurt, lying in a hospital? You know, should you be upset? Maybe they're just a little busy and we'd be calling you or, or you don't know how to react because you don't really know what's happened. Staying connected to others is so important to our survival that our brain has evolved to have a social monitoring system that scans the environment for clues so that we know how to respond to social situations. So there's no social cues with ghosting. There's no answers. And that drives our brains crazy. One of the most insidious aspects of ghosting is that it doesn't just cause you to question the validity of the relationship you had. It causes you to question yourself. Why didn't I see this coming? You know, how could I have been so, such a poor judge of character? What did I do to cause this? How, how do I protect myself from ever happening again? And the self-questioning is the result of, of a lot of psychology systems that are placed to monitor your own social standing and relay that information back to the person via your feelings of self-worth and self-esteem. So when a rejection occurs, your self-esteem can drop, which 
social psychologists pro, uh, propose is meant to be a signal that your social being is low. And, and if you've been through multiple ghostings or if your self-esteem is already low, you're likely to experience the rejection as even more painful and maybe no longer date, no longer choose to be around people, no longer want to have relationships and to feel continuously traumatized. And, and it's it's very sad that even ghosters, if they know someone that's been ghosted, they're going to go. They may ghost that person, too, because they know that they've dealt with it before. And that is horrible. You know, it's the ultimate use of the silent treatment. And uh, and, and it's essentially it renders you powerless and leaves you with no opportunity to ask questions, be provided with information that would help you emotionally process the experience. So it it silences you and it prevents you from expressing emotions uh, and being heard, which is important to maintaining your maintaining your self-esteem as a human being. But, you know, regardless of a ghoster's intent, ghosting is passive aggressive uh, interpersonal tactic, uh, a tactic that can leave a lot of bruises. So how do you move on? <laughs> well, it's important thing to remember that when, you know, as I spoke before, when someone ghosts you, it says nothing about you, nothing about your uh, worthiness for love. Everything about the person doing the ghosting is what it talks about. And it shows that they don't have the courage to deal with the discomfort of their emotions or yours. And they either don't understand the impact of their behavior or worse, they don't care. So in any case, they have sent you an extremely loud message that says, I don't have what it takes to have a mature, healthy relationship with you. You know, be the better person. If you've received ghosting, retain your dignity and let them go. Let them just accept it that they got problems. <laughs> so, you know, you don't allow someone else's bad behavior to rob you of a better future by losing your vulnerability, shutting yourself off from another relationship. This is a trend in society. This is a trend in our culture that has offered some people that lack courage an option to opt out without taking accountability. But, you know, if you are someone who treats people with respect and integrity, then the ghoster simply wasn't on your level. Someone better is coming your way as long as you keep your heart open and you focus. Now, we have to also look at when is it okay to ghost? You know, what's clear, it's it's confusing. It's emotionally charged for both sides. But but sometimes it is a good thing to do. Something is maybe the only thing to do. And, and so, you know, mo- most relationships in our lives will have a better a big beginning and an end. You know, people evolve. Circumstances change. Friends come and go from our lives. So it's part of the human experience. But what's most important is, is if there's going to be a disconnect, you want to have some sense of closure or where we stand with each other. That is important. You know, it's all part of the human experience. It isn't necessary or even expected much of the time that we provide an explanation for a natural drift that occurs in a whole lot of relationships. It just means that we're growing apart, but it doesn't mean that the bridge is broken and we won't respond. And so, you know, in in established relationships, when there's an explanation and desire to continue the relationship by one of the parties, that it becomes exceedingly painful and distressful when someone disappears without an explanation. And what do you do? I, I see this with people with children. And uh, sadly, 
Um, basically what happens is the man goes to apathy or the woman goes to apathy because they're having an affair. And I've seen families of, of uh, multiple children get destroyed. And, and how do the children respond to that? They see you ghost their parent they're, and that they're probably living with, and then they have to deal with you? I mean, that's pretty sad, but there are people that actually, you know, leave, just leave. And uh, no explanation and no closure for kids at all. Um, so, you know, when what establishes a relationship is this, this obligation to communicate. And in a natural culture where, where hookups have become the norm, this is an area of debate and a lot of subjective opinion. But perceived obligation varies uh, greatly depending on the extent and the nature of a relationship. And so in this world of dating where ghosting is most prevalent, most relationships are not considered established. Um uh, you know, in the early stages. Nevertheless, if you've decided not to continue the relationship, the kindest, most respectful thing to do is offer a simple few words about your decision. I have decided that I need to move on. I'm not ready for a relationship with you. Bang. Simple. You know, it was nice to meet you. I just didn't feel the connection. I don't feel the connection. Not blaming the other person, not targeting the other person to hurt them, but simply saying it's not right for me. And, and uh, you know, if two people have been on more than five dates, oh, by the way, uh, ghosting doesn't just happen with two people. Ghosting happens with friends, like a group of friends. If you've been moved out of the group or, you know, banned from the group for some reason that you have no idea your friends can just all of a sudden disappear, no contact, nothing. And a lot of kids in high school, a lot of kids in junior high school, a lot of kids in elementary school get get uh, outcasts from groups that they're hanging out in, and all of a sudden they're ghosted. There's no explanation. There's no understanding. You just no longer fit in our culture. And that's no answers, nothing. And kids get destroyed by that. And, and that that's traumatic. It's traumatic, but kids have do that. And I think it's important to understand it's a form of bullying and it needs to be dealt with from that perspective because it does enormous psychological damage to a child when that happens. You know, if two people have been more than five dates and, and maybe have been physically intimate in some way, they're, they're likely have begun to develop some form of emotional attachment you know, so at that point, cutting off contact without any explanation has a lot of distress to it. And the longer the relationship has existed, the more likely the breakup will be painful to the other person. You know, while no one is ever responsible for someone else's emotions, the kindest thing to do is offer some clarity that the other person has the appropriate cues to know how to respond. So when it's okay to, to ghost, um, we have to ask ourselves, well, number one is abuse. If someone makes you feel unsafe, there's been any type of abuse, then disappearing without any explanation may be your best interest. And so just after you leave an abusive relationship, there can be higher danger period when the abuser may become enraged. And so it's often best to be out of contact and in a safe place where the abuser doesn't know your location. That's a good one. That's a good reason to ghost. Another one, if there's violation of boundaries, if someone engages in clear boundary violations, such as showing up unexpectedly at your workplace, contacting your ex, stealing from you, acting in any way that is clearly out of line, 
you know, it can feel threatening. And this, when someone causes you to feel unsafe, they're showing a lack of concern for your feelings. And your priority is to regain your sense of safety, which may involve cutting off contact. And so in situations where you've told someone repeatedly that you want this to end, they continue to contact you or or, or won't take no for an answer, then it isn't ghosting, it, it's stalking. And that person needs to be dealt with, period, in whatever way you can, legally, morally, whatever you've gotta do, you gotta deal with somebody like that. So ghosting is completely appropriate under that circumstance. Also, lying or manipulation. You know, If you catch someone in a lie that's intended to ma- manipulate you, Say you find out the person you're dating is is married or that that person has shown a a direct disregard for your emotional well-being and you don't owe them an explanation for ending the relationship. That is cause for ghosting. So that's important. The other thing is, if you're going to heal, the important thing to remember is that when someone ghosts you, you can't take it personal. And, and I've repeated this over and over. So, you know, get it out of the way first. It, ghosting is a really crappy etiquette. There's no real concrete excuse for it, except for the ones that I just gave you. You know, uh, laziness with a touch of cruelty is what it basically is. You know, we take for granted how much technology has changed the way we interact with people. You know, we're humans, uh, but it seems that we may be uh, conflict-avoiding robots you know, efficiency and uh, avoidance reign supreme because it's some people consider it good time management. And, uh, you know, but it's a common courtesy and it, it's it's really uh, not a good thing to do to people. But to be frank, it's, it's emotionally easy to go someone who has no connection to your life previously. Um, if you aren't feeling it with this person and you don't want to use the mental leaps to take an accurate rejection or do an accurate rejection to a stranger, then, you know, more likely you won't communicate. And so it's important for you to understand you still need to communicate. You still need to step up and do that. That's called adulthood. That's called taking responsibility. You know, if you've been ghosted, you have to ask yourself, you know, what I really want from the person that ghosted me, you know, and, and in this world of easy hookups, um, ethical, uh, non-monogamy sounds like something you see at, at a farmer's market. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, trying to figure this new world out is very hard. But with each generation of dating, uh, we're met with new, uh, new uh, uh, technology and new terminology, uh, new ways to try uh, our, our living styles and we're refocusing on energies on what we're really looking for. So if, if you're a monogamous person, that doesn't mean that, you know, you you have 50 plus first dates. You know, you may recognize that some of your awful behavior, like long, dramatic paragraphs of anxiety ridden texts, um, or maybe you've uh, reexamined yourself a multitude of times, take a minor, you know, take a take a chill pill. You know, uh, what am I really looking for? And that's what you have to ask yourself. And what exactly was painful beyond being inhuman and and, and non-existent to somebody for uh, a day? You know, did you want just the acknowledgement of your own personal humanity? So closure, it, you could focus on the next person 
rather than the previous person that ghosts you. And, you know, you have to ask yourself, did I even really find this person particularly interesting? Or what other things are going on in my life that are causing me to react so strongly to this person that I didn't know very well? All right, we're going to take another break. And then we're going to, you know, step back and look at this healing process and also try to go into the emotional stages of what a person goes through when they've been ghosted. Come back. Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. But it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts, Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll help you to find the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about ghosting. And and as you know, that's when somebody just disappears. And uh, many of us have experienced that, that in our lives. And there's a process of healing that you need to go through because you have no answers. And so as a person... Um, you, you receive this kind of thing and you're just completely confused. And if people are control freaks, which most people are, then they're going to do a lot of internal dialogue on why this happened, what happened, trying to drive excuses. They may try to pound on that person that they that ghosted them and try to get answers. And then they might start throwing negative things at them by text or by email or trying to hurt them. That's what narcissists and um, psychopaths, sociopaths often do. They'll go after somebody that, that ghosts them or they perceive they ghost them and they try to torture their lives. You know, the sea of excuses don't feel any better than being ghosted. You know, um, the men that, that, that have ghosted women um, they just didn't, you know, the, some people don't feel the same. What we have, I'm not saying men or women, but men and women dating or men and men or women and women, whatever. 
um, a lot of times we presume that the other person is going to feel like we feel. And if we're attracted to that person, we have the desire for them to feel what we feel. And sometimes we project that on the other person when they actually don't have the feelings or maybe they're just putting on a show so they don't hurt your feelings to personify that they're really into you or whatever, but they just don't want to tell you they're not into you. And so we tend to project our own feelings on that other person. And then we have a tendency to not understand that we may be setting ourselves up for a a big hurt. You know, um, looking at how people date, you know, you have to wonder, does, does it feel better that somebody uh, weekly apologize, you know, weekly apologize and gave you a vague excuse? Um, especially years later, well, no, you may run into them later on and you still have no closure, but hopefully you don't have those lingering feelings that you had once you've been ghosted. You know, um, some people use the excuse instead of being good, they feel about the same as the, um, you know, I'm sorry, I'm not really looking for anything serious right now. Or you lied in your profile. You said you were five eight, but you're taller. Or you know you don't didn't didn't sense a connection. Or you're too good for me. Yeah. Oh wow. I wonder if somebody's ever said that. But you know people are or uh, or they say that they're. Um, what I mean is they're telling the other person that they're too good for them. That means they have a problem with being uh, connected. You know people are either desperate or not desperate enough. And some people just can't take that sense of loneliness and, and you know, uh, they want to be with someone. And so what they do is they'll go out there in the world and maybe they haven't found the one, but they'll try to find a placeholder. And they do the placeholder and, and, and what happens is those relationships don't ever really thrive because there's not a lot of emotional connection underneath it. And so, um, you know, a lot of people just jump in out of desperation because they don't want to be alone. And, you know, sadly, uh, if you're in a relationship that's not working, it's the loneliest place on earth. Um, You know, you also have to realize you may do the ghosting. And some people have accidentally done that um, before. You know, it may be that somebody is uh, maybe you just don't have the energy to do with what how this person maybe this person's highly charged emotionally and you just don't have the energy to deal with their immature reaction that, you know, that's okay. But you have to realize if you're going to be ghosted, you can't educate a ghost. (laughs) Um, You know, that's that's a very important realization. Um, You simply cannot educate the ghost that they will always be people perpetuating the stereotype of non-consideration and maybe you may do that too and and also the people that are doing it are not in your control and sending them a wake-up call does not work it's not your job to educate them and and this idea uh, has been the hardest thing for people to accept to have you know paragraphs of text to people that have ghosted you You know, it only solidifies the silence if you just keep going after them. And obviously the person is not responding. And so your badgering is also going to destroy your own personal self-esteem. And you have to understand that, that you've got to find closure and find healing. You know, relax. Know that you put in the effort. Know that if things are supposed to work, they will work out. But stop trying to find, you know, stop putting an expectation on the dating process 
and turn it into a preference. I prefer this didn't happen. I prefer I had the answers. I prefer that, you know, I understood what was going on. I'd prefer to know uh, uh, where this person went, what this person is doing, why they left me, you know, why they disappeared. Well, turn it into that preference and you're not going to have the emotional attachment to it. And that's a very, very important thing to understand. And also, um, you know, you want to be brave and put yourself out there. And, and, and uh, you know, if you sent one follow-up text, that's a great thing. Just leave it at that. Maybe that gives you the closure just by sending one. But there is this emotional stages to uh, being ghosted. So, um, you know, you might go through some of these. Uh, first is shock and denial. And by the way, this is all pretty typical psychology. Shock and denial, it's the grieving process. You know, once you've gone through the trouble of emotionally investing in someone, it, it can be shocking when they suddenly decide to opt out of your life. And so on the surface, ghosting always sends a message that says, um, you know, I'm not interested in having a relationship with you, but I'm not interested in talking to you or I'm unable to talk to you about this. But on a deeper level, ghosting suggests a problem with the person doing the ghosting, as I've repeated over and over. And so instead, the person being ghosted might think there's something wrong with them. And that's not what you want to have in your life. You have to understand it's the other person's issues. And maybe you don't have all the answers that they have. And maybe they've done the best thing for you. There's also humiliation. And that's another stage. And, um, you know, a lot of social media can abbreviate the denial period about whether or not uh, why you were ghosted. But all the wondering about what what could have happened can quickly turn into feelings of humiliation. And so ghosting, you know, it isn't new. But what the social media does is it gives 20 ways of being in contact with each other. So if they're still not choosing any of those other means, you can watch them on social media, see what they're doing, if they're alive and well. You, and, and then you may watch their Facebook page or Instagram or whatever they have out there. And all of a sudden you see them being nice to other people, interacting with other people. And you just want to save them from what that person's doing. That's not what you want to do. That's a disruptive to their life. It may have disrupted your life, but vengeance is not the best way to go. You need to rise above it. There's also a sense of self-doubt, you know, feelings of, of humiliation, you know, easily it turns inward. And it can be easily a starting question, uh, what did you do to prompt the ghosting? And your immediate thought is, uh, you know, what's wrong with me? But the lack of explanation leads a person being ghosted to, to attempt to figure out the other person's motivations. And so regardless of the length of the relationship, many people will be more likely to explain the ambiguity of the situation with what they, you know, with the worst case scenario explanation, there, there, there must have been something wrong with them. Um, the explanation can lead to feelings of shame, of guilt, and blame, and it can lead a person down a path of trying to figure out what they might have done wrong. And it also can make a person less confident in their next relationship, and then they may uh, perpetuate self-esteem issues on that other person and project on that other person. Are you going to leave me? Are you, you know, what's going to happen here? And, and that creates a self-fulfilling prophecy because if they're projecting the ghosting on another relationship, they're more likely to be ghosted <laughs> in some way. And then there's anger and closure. And these are emotional stages. 
you know, eventually those with um, decent self-esteem will likely get angry at, at the ghost for putting them through all these changes and write them off as selfish and immature. But even so, the healing can take a lot of time. So the longer the relationship lasted, the stronger the attachment, the more difficult it is and the more sense of loss uh, a person experiences. So how do we get over it? You know, it might take some time. But if you've been ghosted, closure isn't the best gift you can give yourself. Complete cessation of contact is the best gift you can give yourself. And as soon as you suspect you've been ghosted, don't reach out. Even if the person ghosting you has been in a coma, they'll actually get in touch if they want. But no matter what they do, how many times they come back, you have to take the pain and, and, and stop looking for closure. So when someone ghosts you, you've got closure. It's just a rude, disrespectful version of closure. But nothing could be clearer. You know, being ghosted is humiliating enough. But if you've behaved in ways that you find shameful after you've been ghosted, it's even more miserable for you. And you're reinforcing why they did it in the first place. You know, if you're tempted to ghost someone, you know, it, it despite the fact that it occurs relatively frequently, ghosting should really never be considered an appropriate ending. So it's really best to end a relationship for all parties involved by the person ending the relationship to explain their reasons to the other person. This shows the other person respect, and it also shows you respect for yourself. And so that's important. You know, um, Ghosting is about vulnerability, and although there's a, there's exceptions, as a society, we do not valuable, uh, value uncomfortable conversations, and especially in this angry, nasty world that we live in, where people have uh, just basically pushed each other aside into a corner and labeled them and, and treat them as if they're a label, um, which sadly is something that, that happens quite frequently, especially in our media, and especially during a political season. You know, but rejecting someone is absolutely an uncomfortable conversation to have. But we all know being rejected is very vulnerable. It taps into our deepest am I enough uh, insecurities. And, you know, what we don't talk about is that rejecting someone is also very vulnerable for you as a ghoster. Because if you're out there, if your place, if, if they know enough about you to know how to track you down, they will. Some of these people will because they don't have the emotional maturity to deal with being ghosted either. And that's why you want to go for closure as much as you can. You know, it can be completely ignoring someone is just about the worst thing you can do to them. All right. That's our show. I'd love to hear from you. And so, you know, you can get so on, on my webpage, voiceamerica.com, the empowerment channel, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now, remember, text to a ghoster, ghoster, see you tonight. Hello? Are you okay? Hello? <laughs> that's, that's what someone will, that's been ghosted will, like, will likely text to somebody. So there's ways to avoid being ghosted. Stay celibate. Avoid mostly men and become a priest or a nun. They'll <laughs> also remember uh, a great text to someone who ghosted you. Thank you for the free 15-day trial. <laughs> so, also remember, in order to heal from ghosting, hire a medium who channels the people who ghosted you. And maybe you can get closure from there. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our show for this week. 
Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. We'll be right back. 